So Money episode 913, Ami Watkin and Lena McCarthy, co-founders of The Integrated Hustle. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. One of the real challenges that ambitious women face is working a lot. And this idea that work has to be kind of not just efficient, but it has to be across expansive amounts of hours and without really allowing for pleasure. We're talking about the integrated hustle today on So Money. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Our two guests today, yes, we have two special guests, are the co-founders of a program called Integrated Hustle, which helps women align their personal vision with their professional ambition. So raise your hand if you're out there trying to kill it at work and at home and everywhere else in between. It can be a lot. Right. And this idea of achieving balance is, I think, at this point, something that we all know is impossible. But is there a way to achieve an integrated hustle? Our guests today do think so. Lena McCarthy and Ami Watkin are co founders of Integrated Hustle. And through their program, they're giving their clients the tools, the emotional support, and a little bit of therapy to help them navigate both the personal and the professional with flying colors. But to get there, there are certain mindsets and certain belief systems that we just have to release. Okay. And I'm as much on this journey as everybody else. I was learning all the way through this interview and I hope you do too. Here is Lena McCarthy and Ami Watkin. Lena McCarthy and Ami Watkin, welcome to So Money. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Well, first, I want to thank you, a belated thank you for a very lovely dinner you hosted uh, several weeks ago in Brooklyn. I got this kind of um, impromptu invitation to join some spectacular local female entrepreneurs who also are many of them, you know, running, you know, vibrant lives outside of work as mothers and wives and girlfriends and sisters. And the two of you are the masterminds behind this incredible organization called the Integrated Hustle. And this dinner series is part of that. And I just thought, I got to have you on the the podcast. I want you to share all the learnings from the women that you're you're reaching your own experiences as female entrepreneurs and female leaders and and share all your wisdom with our audience. And so happy we finally got to make this happen. So thank you and welcome. Thanks Thanks so much. much. (laughs) I'm going to let you go first to me. (laughs) Thanks so much, Farnoosh. We're thrilled to be here and clearly also uh, share a brain and response time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So let's first talk perhaps about, let's just get it establish the integrated hustle. This is a vital enterprise, as you call it, devoted to educating and empowering women leaders and entrepreneurs that are looking to engage in the holistic work of aligning their personal vision and their professional ambition. I notice you don't use the word balance here. This is intentional. This is Lena. I'm just, yeah, you know, it's really interesting. We we definitely um, sometimes, you know, we used to refer to work-life balance a lot. And 
I wish sometimes there was a better way to refer to it. I think partly the way that we like to talk about it is uh, I just think for so many founders and probably this is true for, you know, many ambitious women that conversation of work-life balance, it feels sometimes a little bit like, um, it, it feels impossible sometimes to separate our work and our life because our work is our life. And, you know, and that isn't something I think that we want to feel ashamed of. Um, certainly, the idea of integration is key. So finding ways to make our, our work work for us, right? So a way to make our work integrative in our lives so that we have, um, you know, we can balance obviously is so, so key. Um, but I think some of the conversation of balance can feel really challenging when our work is actually something that we love to do. And what are some of the biggest challenges you're discovering? Like you, I'm sure you went into this with already an understanding, a comprehension of some of the top challenges that you wanted to address and support your community around. But what have been some of the things that you didn't really realize were big trip ups? That's a great question. Uh, And this is a me here. So I think one of the really interesting things that we've encountered is this sort of separation that many women experience between who they are at work versus who they are at home and in other facets of their lives. And so that is why we really focus on on integration as a primary piece of our work, because it's in the realization that your strengths and your ambitions and who you are as a human sort of reaches outside of any individual silo of your life. And and we really are just one person operating in the world. When those sort of connections start to be made and unlocked, that is where we see real movement um, and shifts happen for our clients uh, and within our community in terms of what's possible and how to change uh, approaches and actions. So let's perhaps talk about some of these approaches and actions. Your clients have often said that working with you two is like business therapy. And so whether from your pulling from your own experiences or your clients' experiences, what's an example, a really vivid example of how to live the integrated hustle life? This is Lena here. You know, one of the ways that we do that is, um, you know, First of all, it's individuals. So obviously, we work with uh, individuals in their own personal uh, integrated hustle. But in general, a lot of the work we do is really about fostering deeper, authentic connection um, for women in their lives. So you know, their work, obviously, their and their greater lives. Um, and we really want women to have you know more impact and focus so that they can get the work done so they can really um, live a more fulfilled life. Um, You know, I think one of the real challenges that ambitious women face is working a lot. (laughs) And this idea that work has to be kind of, um, you know, not just efficient, but it has to be across expansive amounts of hours and without really allowing for pleasure. And one of the things we work to do is to really um, support our clients really um, living with intention and building a awareness around what matters to them um, and really working to kind of 
look at how does that work in your day to day? How does that, how do we actually filter that into um, the actual life and professional life that you're living. That's exactly right. And in terms of practical, sort of very specific examples of how we do that, uh, a client I've been working with who's going through a major transition in her business has really sort of unlocked the efficiencies that Lena mentioned by really focusing her intention and sort of keeping an eye on the big tasks that she has to do and letting her intuition lead her a little bit in terms of what she tackles each day and when. So when she's feeling really like in a productive go get them kind of space, she knocks out bigger writing projects. And when she's feeling um, a bit more creative, she guards some time to work on some creative interest she has outside of the office. And the net effect of that is that she's been completing and finishing some big items that have been hanging open for a long time by sort of tapping into her intuition and really paying attention to how she's feeling on a day-to-day basis. This sort of reminds me of a book I recently read and the author was on this show. Uh, Have you heard of the book Do Less by Kate Northrup? Yeah. Yeah. She's She's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So it's on my list. Yeah. I wonder if this could be something to recommend to your community. I just feel like what I'm hearing from you is so much about first, you know, having to have this intuition, knowing yourself, finding your own rhythm, tapping into that to create that, these efficiencies and these, you know, these more clarity in your work and your approach to work. And what she talks about is actually getting even more primal, which is understanding your female cycle that every, you know, I guess looking at your cycle as like the four seasons and every season has uh, like, there are more efficient things to be doing, um, more optimal times of the month to be doing certain things. So if you're looking to brainstorm a new idea, you got to do it during this particular week of your cycle. If you're looking to like, if you're feeling, you know, post period, you know, you tend to have a lot more energy. So, you know, there's like actual, um, mother nature knew what she was doing when she built the earth and human, you know, condition. And I think that's an interesting thing to maybe parallel pathing that with what you're teaching, I think could be really, really, really instrumental. Yeah, this is Lena here. Yeah, I love the work that Kate does, because I think she really speaks to, you know, something that um, Ami and I see with our clients and like in, in the events we do in the conversations that we're having so often with, you know, founders and ambitious women where there's, uh, you know, there's this expectation that often that women will kind of be these workhorses um, and that we are expected to work harder and more than our like male colleagues or, <laughs> and I think, you know, the issue with that is that it really doesn't allow for, you know, women to, to lead more integrated lives. There's this sense you kind of have to work more and harder. And I just think that's, I'm, I'm hoping that conversation changes. And I love the work that like Kate is doing because it allows for that, right? It talks more about um, really being attuned to our own personal lives and letting that drive our ambition and, and work again in tandem with our ambition. Mm-hmm. So the integrated hustle for the two of you is for all intents and purposes, kind of a side hustle, right? Because you're both also running businesses or working very much like full-time 
um, in tandem to this. So, uh, Lena, you're an entrepreneur, you're an educator, you're a coach, um, you're the founder and CEO of Anarchy in a Jar. Love the title. It's a, <laughs> a really fun, successful food company that is available. Where is it available? Can we get the, can we buy this uh, online or do you have stores? Absolutely. In yeah. You can buy it from my, um, my shop online. You can buy it from Amazon and you can get it at physical like groceries. It's at a lot of like gourmet, um, gourmet food shops. Shops around the world, around the country, and in the world. There's a few in Canada and Japan too. <laughs> and just to clarify, Anarchy in a Jar is a condiments company. Yeah. Um, jams and. Yeah, jam, mustard, chutney, mustard. all that kind of good stuff. Awesome. I'm obsessed with jam. It's kind of a, it's kind of an inside joke in my family. Like one, one year for as a like a gag gift, my mother-in-law got me those like little bon maman like jelly jams that you get at like hotels. She like she like collects them for me because I have an oh, obsession. I, I think they're so cute. Um and then Ami, you are an attorney and I believe you have your own firm, right? Your own legal practice. I do. I do. Yes, that's right. And I work with small business owners and creative entrepreneurs to help them navigate uh, the various agreements and engagements that they uh, encounter in, in building their businesses. And so I'm curious, as the two of you um, got together, what was that conversation over wine, perhaps, that, <laughs> that that birthed the integrated hustle? Like, obviously, you guys, you know, were overlapping in some of your grievances or challenges around just work-life balance. And so what was that? How did that conversation go? What was the aha moment for the two of you? So this is Lena. So me and I have actually known each other for a long time. Just we have mutual friends and probably known each other for over a decade. And I had started teaching a series of classes for people starting small businesses. And um, for each class, I would I was doing it as a series. And so for each one, I would invite like experts to come in and, you know, co-teach with me, guest lecturers. And so um, I invited a me to come into the, uh, to co-teach the legal aspects of startup um, with me. And it was a really amazing class. And I was like, it was just, it worked. We, we taught really well together. We just had a really great energy. Um, and so, yeah, we started that conversation. It just, it kind of really happened organically out of that. Um, and both of us, I think we're at a really similar time in our lives and our careers where we both were really looking for to work on a deeper level with people. And it just, it worked really well that we kind of started off really as a, a project where we were doing more workshops and events. And then we started having private clients as well. What's been your favorite part of this as you, you know, have been helping people? What, what, I mean, people always ask me like, do you feel like you're changing lives? And I'm like, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it's, it's interesting. You actually work with people in person a lot of the time. So I'm sure that's even more, just more touching. I work often virtually with people, but you know, I, I love that people write in and they share their feedback with me. It's so great when I do hear from people, but what's been some of the greatest feedback you've gotten? I think that part of the magic is helping our clients broaden their awareness. And with that, the potential for new opportunities and new avenues. So the the most rewarding piece for me is definitely having clients sort of take the blinders off, if you will, and 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 
develop hope about what's what's possible and what they can do and what and what can be done and certainly getting to develop a deep relationship with someone throughout the coaching engagement is just a privilege it's really amazing to partner with our clients and work alongside them as they are exploring their next steps and ways to play bigger and fly higher and be more impactful versions of themselves that connection piece is just a thrill. Yeah, this is Lena here. I also really, uh, um, I absolutely agree with me, but I also really love the the broader conversation that we have. So um, it's just really wonderful to have like this, just greater relationship to people. So you know, like the dinner series that you came to Farnoosh, like it just, it's so awesome to talk to women and have these really open, candid conversations about both like the rewards of our work, but also the challenges that we have to navigate. Well, let's talk about money um, as that can also be a reward and a challenge <laughs> depending on yeah. depending on the day. Um, <laughs> so obviously I'm going to guess here that money comes up a lot in your conversations, or at least there are, you know, hues of uh, financial challenges that you can pick up on. Um, what have been some of the topics and issues that you have encountered as you've been helping women through Integrated Hustle? Yeah, I think that one of the big topics, certainly for really early stage entrepreneurs who are just exploring the space, is really understanding and and getting comfortable in working with a budget and forecasting and starting to think about the costs and expenses um, and both recognizing some of the bigger costs like legal and if you're going to do brick and mortar real estate and also um, getting comfortable with and learning that they can bootstrap a lot of things and and actually do do things in a pretty lean and scrappy way, which is certainly our preferred pursuit for for many things. Um, but you're right; it, it is really emotional, and it you know it brings up um, a lot of discomfort. And so, I would say that for us, the the big thing that we help our clients with is sort of stand alongside them to look at these issues with a trusted partner and advisor and someone who's in their corner standing alongside them. It's a lot less scary to have these conversations when you're doing them with a support system. It's not an unknown fact that you know women are a very small um, group of recipients when it comes to things like venture capital and funding. And I mean, it's like, ridiculous. It's like 2.6% of the pie. And it's we're talking billions of dollars given to startup entrepreneurs every year. And I wonder if part of that, what what is what is really driving that? Is it that there's just uh, a shortage of women out there with ideas? I don't think that's the case. Is it women are not believing in themselves enough to go out there and ask for the money or don't know how to do it. We don't have the relationships, perhaps. It's a boys club in many cases. I also have heard from founders that, you know, when they do get into that pitch room as a female, they're facing a lot of times a room full of men who don't necessarily see the value in what they're trying to 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 grow or raise money for. And, the, you know, it's a joke, but it has happened. Sometimes the, the feedback is, I'm going to go home and talk to this, talk about this with my wife and see what she thinks. And then I'll get back to you. It's so, so ridiculous. But I just, I'm curious, what are some of the things that you've heard or, or what are, what are, what do you think is happening? 
Um, this is Lana here. I, I think that uh, I, absolutely, I think all, all the above <laughs> what you're saying. I think that, um, you know, I think there is this myth out there and I've heard it actually echoed a lot again that, uh, oh, well, like, you know, of men being like, oh, we totally would invest in women's yeah. companies. They're just not pitching us. Like, we don't see them. Where are they? Um, you know, I think that some of that is like probably a lie. Yeah. True. I think they it's don't put like, their money where their mouth is. I've mouth. experienced that. They don't put money where their mouth is a lot of the times. It's nice to say that you're going to, yeah. you know, it, it, of course you're going to say all the right things, but are you going to do all the right things? That's a whole other. Thing. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I think is really awesome that's happening is there are, there's like a growing conversation amongst women and a whole bunch of networks developing. And I think that is so, so key. Um, I think it's great that there are, um, in, there's just a, you know, there's organizations that are, um, you know, that are primarily investing in women. So run by women. Um, there are, you know, places like the fourth floor is one that, you know, we have kind of had conversations with as well, um, who they are really creating these, what they refer to as like closed circuit ecosystems of women so that they really are creating these conversations so that essentially a boys club, a women's club. So they're creating these ways in which women can have those conversations in a similar way so that it's a more like, again, an integrated conversation um, versus women feeling like they have to show up and they already are missing out or they don't have this back information or this more vital connections that allow them to really you know, not just start their company. So not just get the money, but actually use that money, right? Like, so it's, it's so much more than that. Being a founder, you know, you're not only just trying to raise money, but you're trying to like actually build a company, which is this dynamic it, conversation. Um, and it's so, so key that women have that support to get that going off the ground and really grow as well, right? One of the things that you taught me at that dinner was that the leading cause of failure for a business especially in the early stages, is legal troubles. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so expand on that a little bit because I think that's important, especially if you feel like you're doing everything right. A lot of times we don't even know maybe that we're you know, doing something that is unlawful because, you know, there are so much, there are so many rules and regulations and, and I don't know, like, I just feel like this is an area that if so many people are tripping up that there's probably a lack of education. So what are some of the things that you would advise or one of the cautionary tales? Yeah. So I think that legal is one of those things that early stage businesses and founders hate dealing with because it's expensive. Um, and what I tell them is, yes, and this is a really good investment in the future of your business, right? Get your company formed right the first time, get your corporate house in order, have a really strong form agreement. You know, we're not talking huge money out of the gate. I mean, it very much depends on the size of the business and the scale and the structure. I mean, the sort of the, there's an, 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 a nearly endless limit of complexity, but for, for many early stage businesses, you know, we're talking, I don't know, $5,000 upfront, five to $10,000, 10, if it's something complicated and you're doing quite a bit of early, early stage structuring. And it's really important to have an attorney who you trust and who you feel really, uh, comfortable working with. And many attorneys who service small and early stage businesses, you know, are not 
all that expensive in the scheme of things. You know, the rate is somewhere around 400-ish an hour. Um, and oftentimes attorneys will offer flat rates. And, you know, a, a cautionary tale is um, when when founders are early are reluctant to engage attorneys because of the cost or, or sit on things too long, they get into time crunches and they end up agreeing to things that they really are not happy with or that come back to bite them later. Um, I ran into this earlier in the summer with a client who was sort of slow to engage legal counsel and then was really, really in a time crunch. And uh, we were trying to figure out how we could best help them because I was also in a time crunch on some other things. And, um, you know, it's not a position you want to be in. You don't want to be super, super pressured in dealing with your negotiations and your documents for, for big engagements and projects and things like that. So it's really, it's just, really critical to engage an attorney. And if you do things right out of the gate, you're going to save yourself a lot of costs and headache down the road. And just to like back me up, this is Lena here. Just, I think, you know, to go back to the previous question for Nuge, these connect to each other, because I really think one of like the reasons that women founders often don't um, have a stronger structure that's that sets them up for success is based on the fact that they're afraid, either afraid to open their mouths or afraid to ask for help. Um, I think that comes, you know, it's a lot of that psychological burden of feeling like they have to do it all alone um, and have to somehow be like, you know, the, the martyr for their business. And I think that is just such a fallacy. I think the more you can open your mouth and ask mm-hmm. for help and the more you can say to people like, I need this, I need this, or ask them, what do I need, right? Like having mentors, having people who can really help them, guide them through that process, it's just so, so key. So again, it's all about those networks and really having real authentic connection, again, which is something that me and I really, in all of our work, both with individual coaching clients and, you know, and through our workshops, and trainings. And, uh, you know, it's all about having those conversations and being open as much as possible and being able to say like, Hey, I'm struggling with this or this, or I I don't know. We're just saying, I don't know. Um, and that's, you know, a lot about being vulnerable, which is really hard, but it's also so, so key to success. This question, uh, is still on the topic of money and, uh, Coming to us from our sponsor, Chase, we're asking our uh, guests this month in July, what is uh, something that you practice in your personal financial life that equates to financial security? So as you're, you know, financial planning, uh, as you're, as you're planning your finances, what is something that you do that, that helps you feel more financially secure? Yeah. And either one of you can take this as first or... (laughs) however you want to go. Sure. So this is a me. So I would say for me, it's about having a cushion and a safety net that just sort of helps me sleep at night. And, um, you know, there's, there's a portion of my bank accounts that's sort of an, for emergencies only and untouchable uh, for day-to-day life otherwise. And that, that for me, um, really brings me a sense of comfort and security, um, in addition to other, financial planning. Um, this is Lena here. And actually, like to be transparent too. So it's interesting because me and I are in different weight, have I think a really different experience in this way, only just because uh, I am married and I have two young children. 
Um, and so I think those decisions are, are often a little bit different, although obviously key to like both of us having support and um, but for me, I do a few things. Um, first, as an entrepreneur, I save for retirement with a single K plan, which I would recommend to anybody who is... What is like, it, a single K um, plan? A single K, which is similar to a 401k, but it's actually for, um, for particularly for entrepreneurs who are running like small companies, small businesses where you don't have the ability to like kind of set up a 401k. Um, and single Ks are great. They're just allow you to move money around in a, in a much more Mm -hmm. advantageous way. Um, so FYI, if you have a financial planner and you are a, uh, a solo or small business entrepreneur, I highly recommend you talk to your financial planner about that. Um, two, uh, my husband and I invest jointly with his family across kind of a diverse portfolio. Um, we both worked in the food industry at as well. So one of the ways we invest is we actually invest in restaurants Ooh, and small food businesses. That is super risky. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but you know, we are really calculated with our risks. So we don't just throw it like I wouldn't right. like very Yeah, I would imagine amount. you'd have to have a pr- you'd have to cast a pretty wide net because I mean you just always hear about restaurants being the, the number one most fail most likely to fail business. Yeah, I mean that's true, but I also think then you look at restaurant right. groups, right? And that is more what we're investing in. But we have, like we do it in early stages. So we, and we've just been really lucky to be honest too. So um that's been kind of a cool like fantastic. Way I love so that. We, you know, some of our fun Yeah. And then, you know, like we also do little things like, you know, I mean, this is like, I, I, I call this like the most boring conversation of people who I joking. I'm like, I just turned 40 this year. I'm like, we talk about like our, <laughs> our high rewards credit cards now over dinner. I'm like, that's, we're so boring now. But anyway, yes. It, very much a shout out to your sponsor, Chase. But yes, we have like, you know, a, a different cards, right? That we use sure. for different high rewards. And that, you know, honestly, we do it. That is like how we travel. We travel using points. And that is something super important to me and my family is travel. Um, you know, and me also is just similar. We both are like really into traveling. And one of the ways that we, I try to do it is smartly. So, you know, we try to like, spend very little money when we travel. And we do that through, again, kind of smartly managing our... I think I'm going to do an episode. You're you're inspiring me on just travel hacks. Like I don't normally do topic-driven episodes so much, but I think that given the season and um, some some pretty good travel deals out there. I've, I've just been seeing some of my friends like talk about how they've used all their points for hotels. And it's always yeah. the best feeling, you know, when you're on vacation and your hotel bill is like $12 because you use your, you know, your chase points or whatever. Um, This has been such a fantastic conversation, ladies. What is next for the integrated hustle and how can people learn more about discovering you and working with you? Yeah. So we are going to be continuing the dinner series that you are a part of. So we would encourage everyone to visit our website, integratedhustle.com and sign up for our newsletter to stay in the loop about our upcoming events and get to know us a little bit more. And you can also follow us on Instagram at integrated hustle. And we are continuing to pursue opportunities and ways to support women uh, as individuals and as founders and leaders of companies by continuing to work with them in pursuit of deeper connection and the pursuit of greater impact um, and holding 
personal and professional ambition right alongside one another. Love it. Get that on a business card right away. That's a lot. (laughs) I feel like every word is important there. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much, Lena and Ami. This has been really a treat for me and I'm sure listeners. um, Wishing you the most success, the best success this summer and the rest of the year. And would love to have you back when you, you know, when you feel like it anytime. Thank you so much for it. such a good conversation. I love your show and I love that you're having these yes, conversations. It's been a pleasure so, and really thrilled you. to share this with your community and hopefully engage with them further. Thank you so much. Thanks so much to Lena and Ami for joining us. Their website is integratedhustle.com. Check it out. And they're on Instagram at integratedhustle. Make sure to head over to somoneypodcast.com for all this information, the audio, the transcript, the links, and send me your question for our Friday episodes. You can do so by clicking on Ask Farnoosh while you're visiting the website or hop over to Instagram, follow me, then direct message me your question, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming Friday episode. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope your day is so money. <laughs>